Welcome to part two of Taking the Plunge. I'm your host, Lucas Roberts, and welcome to the Internal Investing Center podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to continue where we left off last week and have a more in-depth discussion about how you can get started investing. So first off, I want to start with choosing companies. As I mentioned in the first part, investing requires a combination of research and common sense. When looking at a company, you want to ask yourself a few questions. 1. Is the company a good company? That seems like such an easy question, but there are many variables to take into consideration when investing in companies. Many people would think of companies such as Apple or Amazon, maybe Walmart or Netflix. All of those are great companies, but for an investor just beginning, they may be out of your price range. What I mean by that is if you have $1,000 to invest and you buy 10 shares of Apple, you will find that those 10 shares will probably appreciate in value, but only owning 10 shares of a single company means if Apple closes down tomorrow, you will lose most of your money, if not all. You would want to own more shares of a particular company and own shares in multiple companies. This is called diversification. If you bought five shares of Apple and five shares in Walmart, then if one company closed down, you would still have at least half of your investment. These are the risks that the stock market poses. Even if you invest in solid companies, there is always a chance that things could go south. This is the advantage of investing in index funds or ETFs because if those funds contained both Walmart and Apple, chances are it also contains other great companies, and if you are diversified, the collapse of one company will not have a large effect on the price unless that company makes up a significant percentage of that fund. Another question you want to ask yourself is does the company have a future? For example, if you invest in Kodak, there is a good chance it will not be around in the future because people simply do not buy Kodak cameras like they used to. Because A, they are outdated, and B, the digital cameras they do produce are very similar to many options on the market. That would mean if you're expecting their stock price to appreciate over the long term, it probably is just not going to happen. You want to invest in companies that have a competitive moat. A moat is an advantage one company would have over others because of many reasons. They might be a brand name like Nike or Apple. They are a company that is a supplier to other companies. Their company could be based in a market that has yet to flourish, like electric vehicles. Investing in commodities have an upside because whatever you invest in could be very important in the future, such as lithium. Lithium is used in batteries for electric vehicles. Commodities are limited resources like gold and silver. The second thing I want to talk about are fees associated with funds and ETFs. Many funds charge fees for the operations of those funds. You will come across funds that charge 1% fees. 
Do you think a 1% fee is a reasonable fee to pay over a 30-year period when your capital gains are compounding on themselves? The answer would surprise you. A 1% fee over a long-term investment period could cost you a million dollars based on how much you are investing. Paying more than a 0.1% fee should be avoided. There are many funds you can invest in that meet these requirements. Typically, ETFs do not charge fees, but they do exist, so be careful. The third thing I want to touch on is taxes. Any gains you may get from investing are called capital gains, and when you exit those positions, you will have to pay capital gains taxes. That is the key to investing. Do not exit a position unless you are ready to pay taxes on those gains. Day traders pay a lot of money in taxes because they are constantly selling their stocks. When you are investing, holding for the long term is the safest practice for maximizing your gains and minimizing your taxes. The last thing I want to talk about is what kind of account your money is in. If you do not plan on selling your positions, then having your money in a Roth IRA investment account is the safest place for your money. A Roth IRA is an account where you pay taxes up front, and when you withdraw the money, you will not have to pay taxes to withdraw that money. The other side of that coin is a traditional IRA, where your money is not taxed up front, but when you withdraw that money, you will have to pay taxes on all that money withdrawn from that account. The clear winner of the two is the former. By the time you retire, you'll want to withdraw a certain amount of money per year to live on. Paying taxes on $1,000 now will save you from paying taxes on $10,000 later. So take those options into consideration when choosing an investment account. Those are a few things to take into account when you get started in the investing realm. I know all this information just creates more questions than it does answer, but I am always here to answer any questions you may have. From now on, based on the types of questions I receive, that will determine the topics of future episodes. So please let me know what it is you want to learn about. I also will have episodes dedicated to listener questions. I will do all I can to make this journey as easy as possible. As always, I will explain everything in an easy, understandable way. That is the problem with many investing-related podcasts. You turn them on and just listening to them is like listening to something in another language. There are many hurdles to jump when it comes to investing, so it's imperative to remember to take it one step at a time. All the figures and companies I used in today's episode were for example purposes only. They do not reflect the actual prices in the market. That is all I have for you today. If you have any questions, you can contact me at lroberts at internalinvesting.com. This is your host, Lucas Roberts, signing off.
No information contained in this podcast is meant to be a substitute for real financial advice from a licensed professional. Anything we have discussed is for general guidance purposes only. We are not permitted to give personalized advice to anyone, so if you need assistance, please seek the services of a professional.